Welcome, everybody, to Dysfunction Junction. This is a podcast that is going to be launched in two weeks. The drop date should be October 27th. We want to welcome you to this, our little teaser episode. My name is Chris Burns. Sitting to my left, my co-host. Chris Lynch. And not in a box, but in a chair, the producer extraordinaire himself, Michael Big Herm Herman. That's me, that's me. Yep. <laughs> he, he's a good guy, and he's going to make this show exactly what we want it to be. Just want to, we'll, we'll send it around the room, we'll start with Chris, and get a little something about ourselves that we want the people to know. Alright, so my name again is Chris Lynch, um, Connecticut native all my life, grew up in Mystic, went, graduated from Fitch, I've worked several different careers in my life, I spent 20 years in Mohegan Sun, in surveillance, saw a lot of crazy shit there. If you want to talk about crazy, um, I've worked at two dog training facilities and kennels, and I actually have a have a pipeline on being a Montville ACO officer. Very now. cool. Yeah, um, we. I'm I'm gonna be the guy who's gonna bring the more lighthearted topics up. I think, whereas the guest to my right here <laughs> is gonna be the more hard hitting politic, and just make, to make you think type thing but i'll also throw in my little two cents <clears throat> weekly we're, we're we're looking at doing a very well produced and very well scripted show where we keep it tight we keep it short and we keep it to the point uh we will, don't want to go off tangent on a tangent and we don't want to go off topic very often um that's where big herm comes in because mm-hmm. he, he's gonna put his dick hat on <laughs> so to speak he's throwing them on the table boys his inner asshole as he put it earlier today and you know what i embrace that i we we need that kind of control and rein in right um i live in oakdale connecticut been here six years uh previous to that i was in plainfield for 10 years before that i was in norwich but i grew up i was born and bred Groton and mystic um I know a lot of people in the, in the tribe, just from my connections through working through work, um, and we want to make this a show where we're gonna bring we're definitely gonna bring up toxic make the topics that make you all hmm interesting, but if, if you're a delicate person <laughs> and you and and just bear with us because we we're 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 trying not to be. Um, controversial for controversial's sake. We're trying to bring topics to pe- for people to generate conversation, and I think that's a lost art nowadays. Right now, we point fingers, and we we don't we don't ha- we don't engage in that. What you're saying, if I can nutshell you, what you're doing with your fingers there, society 
is pointing fingers and saying you're this or you're racist or you're homophobic without actually listening to the person they're pointing at. Always listen to... You can be on the right, I can be on the left, Mike can be in the middle. As long as the three of us talk it out and understand exactly what we're, we're trying to express, don't walk away angry. Don't walk away. Don't don't walk away saying like oh, that guy's a dickhead. Right. Walk away saying I learned something today, and that's always been the way I I, I think. And Chris is Chris met my dad. Yep. Before he passed. God rest him. Um, and that's how my dad was. He he loved everybody, and everybody knew him in town. He lived, he worked in Groton City for forty years, and my mom's still working for Groton Town. So you know that network of people. He may have said something that pissed somebody off, but at the end of the conversation, they still shook hands and they were friends. And so, and and that's that's our goal is for you to for you to have these conversations with with us via email, text, whatever, mm-hmm. and, and learn how to vocalize it in, a, in a, a very smart and articulate way. I'd prefer intelligent and mature. Well, and that's just and, it. And, and that's, I think, <clears throat> where, you know, when, when this switches over to where I'm doing the hello, how are you's, and you're chiming in, I, I just, I, and this, this whole idea was born out of your your phone calls with me that start out with what do you think about this and two hours later we're like we've wasted the good shit on a phone call well that's just it but that why do i take notes i got three notebooks here because you're you're 50 and forgetful well um, also anal hey what you do in your own time (laughs) that's another thing guys comedy if we can't laugh at ourselves who the fuck can we laugh at technically isn't a family show that's okay well that's just that's just it don't play this in front of your kids. Don't play this in front of people that you think are going to get offended. Do not listen to this at work. No, because we're we're not holding back on our language. We're not holding back on our our strong opinions on certain things. Mike and I were just having a discussion about something previous to this recording, and you know we had a we had a give and take. We had a t- we point counterpoint. That's my goal. Point counterpoint. It's not just. I'm right, you're wrong. Fuck off that way. It's okay. I can see what you're saying. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the discussion, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna think any different of you. I, I'm still gonna respect you as a person. And that's where I feel as a society we lack right now is because we don't listen to every topic and we don't research every topic to the point where we we gain an understanding as to why people feel this way. That is uh, I, tremendous. I, I'm, I'm passionate about a lot of things. I'm, uh, my my wife and I have been working with a dog rescue for the last uh, da, 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 since 2014, and we've rescued thousands of dogs. We fostered hundreds of dogs personally in our own home, and it's a very rewarding experience. It's not rewarding for me or my wife. It's rewarding that the dog gets a second chance at a life where they were just found tied up to a tree in Tennessee or put in a cardboard box on the side of the highway in Virginia and not given a chance. I am going to counterpoint you. It is rewarding for you. It's rewarding for you in knowing that you did the right thing and you saved this animal. You say, I believe... Animals have souls just like humans. I believe that we know they have feelings. We know they hurt. We know they love. We know they laugh. We know they cry. 
when you do what you do, it is rewarding. But it's a different kind of reward. It's one you can't spend. It's one you can't hang on a wall. It's one that when you go to sleep at night, your heart is full. And 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 that's kind of my point, Chris. Is that I I don't want to take like ultimate credit. Oh, you know, you don't know what we go through, and you don't know this, and you don't know that. It's I don't do it for the glory. I do it for the the good of the animal. And I, I every animal is. Is trainable. Every animal is is willing to work with you if you respect it, just like you respect a person. And I think that's a um, that's a quality. I mean, there should be people that sh- there are people that should not own animals. Agreed. Out, out there in the world, I was kicked off the Montville Community Forum because I I spoke up about this woman who said. <laughs> Oh. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because this no. is exactly the kind of stuff we're talking about. So this woman posted on Montville Community Forum that right down the road from my house, about a mile and a half, mile and a quarter from my house, there's two dogs that are outside all day, every day, and they bark, 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 bark. While I agree with her concern, the way she came across to express her concern made her sound like an ignorant twat. I'm sorry, but you can say that, and you did, and um, it, and I and I came right back at her and said, but for you, you're condoning for somebody to leave the dog tied out all day long, and if you don't like it, move. That 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 scares me, because that's a person that'll adopt a dog and just leave it outside and doesn't give a shit whether it runs out in the street, but. That that's just to, to give a perspective on my passions and my and my hobbies and my my um. I'm 49 years old, almost 50 years old, and <clears throat> been through a lot of careers in my life, and I'm looking to land somewhere where I can, um. Just kind of be be peaceful at what I do and feel accomplished at the end of my day. Um. I I don't. I don't appreciate people that just don't want to don't want to hear that perspective. And I was banned by the administrator for speak speaking my mind. To me, that's bullshit. Sorry, straight up bullshit. Mm-hmm. I- agreed. But anyway, that's my little spiel. I guess it would be my turn then, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna pass it to right. All right. Well, I've already given you my name. My name is Chris Burns. Um, <clears throat> Let's see. I'm a world-class weightlifter. I've won three clean and jerk championships in Japan. I was a professional wrestler whoa, for whoa, whoa. 19 years. Um, the co-creator of Beavis and Butthead. I actually, I, unfortunately, if you want to go this route, I am to blame for Justin Bieber as I did discover him. Uh, I'm a hardcore Democrat. Uh, man, I, I like to go out and protest things like, you know, marriage and church and things of that nature. And uh, my goal one day is to take over my uncle's empire, which my uncle was Hugh Hefner. So um, I, I don't have much more to say on the subject. So thank you for that minute of time. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Big Herm. And first off, none of that shit, any of that shit was true. All right. Uh, I'm just here to keep the show flowing, to make it sound good, and to keep these two idiots on track. All right. Mm. And if they, if they ramble on is to... 
to uh, to straighten them right the fuck out. So I might pipe in now and then, but um, I'm not a huge part of the show. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just the reason it sounds good in your ear. Absolutely. So, should I try I'll that? Should I try that again from the top? Yeah, why don't you try that? Again? All right. Let's try this. Uh, hi again, everybody. I've already told you my name is Chris Burns. I, too, have been a nearly lifelong resident of Connecticut, currently live in Norwich. I am a father. I am an uncle to very to a few very special people. I am a gunkle, which none of you can ever be. Um, wow. I'm not going to go into quite as much detail as Chris. You will find out as we go along the things I'm passionate about. I'm ridiculously passionate about politics, even though I can't stand the people in politics. I like to point out the silliness on both sides of the aisle, but it seems that most of the silliness I find comes from the left side of the aisle. Um, Passionate about music. Um, I I like being a part of my daughter's life, and she's in an age right now where having a dad that is this into what she's doing is an annoyance to her, and that is my job. I take it very, very seriously. And to sort of mirror and mimic what Chris said and going back to our phone conversations, he and I have disagreed more than we've agreed. And that was sort of the impetus for doing this show. And at first, I think we saw it as, you know, we got to be straight laced and button our collars and all this other horse shit. But during these conversations, one of us will slip in a joke during a portion of the conversation that maybe didn't require a joke and that's the thing. If we can't laugh at ourselves, if we take ourselves too seriously, we see what's going on in society now, and that breaks my fucking heart to no end, is that people take themselves so seriously when they have no reason to take themselves seriously. You know, what's the old uh, Joe Dirt thing? Life is a garden. Dig it. Yeah. We're not digging life right now. We're, we're in a society that's scared of an airborne virus, and I get that. We'll get to that in a little bit. We're a society that 20 years ago, we were, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Fast forward 20 years, it's fuck you, just do what they wait, tell you. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait a minute, you mean like I grew up in Beverly Hills, Zach, Rage Against the Machine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that just, guy. Just making sure. All and right. it, it, yeah. it just doesn't, I just, all right, now I need to piggyback that point. It doesn't matter where you're from, anger is anger. I, I take, you know, I look at things like that, like you just said, you know, Zach from Beverly Hills, who goes on to be singing these protest songs. You look at bands, and we'll go on the music tangent for about three minutes, and then we'll go into the topics. You look at a band like Metallica, who started out living four guys in a loft, one mattress between them, drunk out of their gourds. They actually kicked a guy out in the beginning before they hit big because he was an alcoholic, and they were all raging alcoholics to boot. But then you hit, you find success. What do you have to be angry about, I used to say? Well, you find out anger manifests itself in different ways. You can be rich and angry. You can be rich and depressed. You can be poor and happy. All of that ties in, but you have to understand what the other person's saying. If you don't, we fall down. And the society, in my opinion, is falling down. We're witnessing the end of a great country, and as the weeks roll on, we're going to get into more and more of those topics. But if you don't have the ability to listen, respond, react, and have a meaningful conversation where at the end of it, like Chris said, we all shake hands and move along, this is not the place for you. And I apologize ahead of time, but for those of you that are going to stay the course and stick with us, boy, we're going to have some fun week after week, month after month, year after excruciating year. 
We're going to have fun pointing out the flaws in society, having some fun along the way. We've already created a couple of fun things that you guys are going to find out about in a couple of weeks. And just being able to take a new story, like the one I'm going to bring up in just a second, being able to look at it, decipher it, break it down, and either have a civil conversation and laugh at it, or you just move along. Because, again, if you can't do that, I'm sorry, we're not the, we're not the show for you. But if you like conversation, you like thought-provoking insight, we're your guys. Now that we've got the pleasantries out of the way, we're going to give you a couple quick hit topics to kind of show you what kind of show we are going to be going forward. If you don't mind, Chris, I'd like to take the lead because fell on my lap Sunday. I'm sure everybody at some point has heard about the Dave Chappelle thing going on right now. Dave Chappelle has a Netflix special called The Closer, and I've not watched it yet, but the backlash is... He made a joke about LGBTQ. He's very much for it, but he's also made jokes against it. And LGBTQ people lost their shit. And part of the part of the uproar comes. It started with he made a joke about the rapper Da Baby. I've never heard of this joker. I don't know who that person is. I don't know. I know Big Herm is a hip hop kind of guy. So he made a joke about DaBaby, who got kicked off a festival in Miami for making a rude comment in which he asked people with HIV and AIDS to hold up like a flashlight uh, on their phone while he was doing this festival. And he told them, well, you have a disease that's going to make you die in two or three weeks. So DaBaby has caught all sorts of a flack for this. So during the special, Dave Chappelle acknowledged this. And he said, quote, you know, I go hard in the paint, but even I saw that expletive and was like, expletive the baby. He pushed the button, didn't he? Can't do that. Chappelle dived a little deeper into the baby's history, mentioning that he shot someone and killed someone at a Walmart years ago. Quote, nothing bad happened to his career. Do you see where I'm going with this? In our country, you can shoot and kill an expletive, but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. I tend, to, I tend to agree with Dave on this for one reason, and we've spoken about it before. If you can't laugh at yourself, if you can't take a joke, if you're too sensitive, then how are you going to exist in life? Life kicks your ass harder than a comedian. Life kicks your ass harder than a boxer. Life will just kick your ass. You have to be tough to survive. I, I agree, because it, and his intention and tone was not to degrade or downplay that community or the, the, their standpoint it was to hey look you're being ridiculous at this point mm-hmm. and when he said you know we all show up the same way we can push through this little vaginal tunnel we all came from a woman and now a woman is not a woman but a woman is a man and a man is a horse and a horse is the new king of england we've spoken on this before live your life live happy but don't demand that other people live the lie with you. Right, and uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll identify with my mandolin back there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I identify as a mandolin. I often listen to the mandolin rain. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> you know, I know you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. I'm offended. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> It was in a movie. Come on now. Okay, if it's in a movie, it's safe, would you think? All right, I'll, I'll let that slide. Okay, and on, on episode number one, in two weeks, recorded on October 25th, it will drop on the 27th. One of my topics is going to be 
the cancel culture. And I thought about this going to pick Mike up today to come here to the fabulous Lynch Studios in Oakdale, Connecticut. And I'm just going to give you one name. I want you to think on it. I don't want you to expand on it. But as the counter's coming down and your topic is coming up next, I just want to say two words. Eddie Murphy. Don't say anything. Don't react. Be ready in two weeks to talk about this. And with this whole cancel culture bullshit going on, how they're picking and choosing who they cancel and sometimes for the wrong reasons and going back to Chappelle just to close this out like you said Chappelle didn't say anything out of the ordinary Chappelle said exactly what's on his mind he did it in a way like you said he he wasn't inflammatory when he said it but you're a comedian that's what comedians do they take a topic going on in the world and they fuck with it how many comedians have we listened to over the years that have done this? Sam Kinison, Dice Clay, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, George Carlin. The Lenny, list goes Lenny, on and on. Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce, the originator of the fuck with me culture. Yeah. And if you can't laugh at it, I don't understand why people are so, and I've used this expression for years, why are you so titty sensitive? Why are you so just crybaby Jones where if someone looks at you funny, you're triggered. I feel offended. I'm this. I'm shut the fuck up. You have every right to be offended, and I and I understand that point. If you say something I don't agree with, and I get offended, I'm going to call you out on it. Sure, but to add to that point, it's we have to have that conversation. Let's talk about it. Let's get your viewpoint, my viewpoint. You make a statement. I disagree, and. We, we just move along with our lives. Yeah, we don't need to take a very public, almost like a witch hunt, if you will, and say, this person's mean and should be canceled and you should not, you know, whatever. You like steak, I like cheesecake. Rant over. All right, so my topic tonight is something surprising that I discovered this weekend and accidentally watching SNL uh, this past Saturday night. The guest was Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kim Kardashian West until they get divorced. Right. Um, <clears throat> I got to say that she actually showed that she has talent. She's very funny and actually held my attention. I watched the entire show. I didn't, I didn't go through and click channels to find whatever else was on TV. How big was her ass? It was big. That's what I'm saying. I had to because I'm getting the signal from producer Mike Herman with the with the hand. Yeah, the, the the hips. Hips ask don't him, lie. Ask him about her ass. <laughs> I, I mean, I I think out of the out of the three of the however many sisters there are, I think she's probably one of the prettiest. And she kind of proved her point as to even though she's famous for not doing anything real in life other than. Makeup lines and clothing lines and sex videos. Sex videos. Cocaine lines. <laughs> Somewhere Ray J is pissed that she got the hosting gig on Saturday Night Live and he's like, I brought her. I made her. I introduced her in that video, man. <laughs> God damn it. And um, I made her. I made her. And I, I just I just I was very surprised and, and intrigued about her performance because again, normally I see somebody like that hosting SNL, I'll just click. On to the next thing. Mm-hmm. She made me want to watch the entire episode. Which means I have to go home tonight 
and go to my streaming service because you know that this is the only time I'll ever utter this sentence. I do love the cock. And I put on the peacock, and they have everything I need right there. Want your sports? Boom. WWE? Boom. Saturday Night Live from last week? Boom. Get her done. Well, that's how I how I get my TV. Hulu and Amazon Prime Stick. But anyway, um, she kind of kind of changed my opinion of her in in a very interesting way. Um, she made fun of herself. She didn't. She doesn't take herself too seriously. She was willing to poke poke that fun at herself, and she even got to her sisters to come on and oh wow, and make that basically hammer that point home. Not to use Ray J <laughs> <laughs> reference, but <laughs> who was wielding the hammer in one of those videos? Um, but she just proved to me that she's not just a pretty face; she's actually intelligent. Yep, and she can actually articulate things in a, in a humorous way. Which is hard to do when you're famous for not doing nothing in your life. It, honestly, because she re, uh, she's famous because her dad was OJ's lawyer. Or OJ, well, one of the, OJ's seventeen thousand lawyers. A lawyer who wasn't in the bar at the time because he let his bar expired, right? And was actually an advisor. And um, she she proved that just because I, I come from this background doesn't mean I don't have something to give or value to what I do. And something you said, which harkens back to my point, which harkens back to society as a whole, the fact, the simple fact that she was able to laugh at herself and to do these skits that are basically, she's fucking with herself. She, Like you said, she's famous basically for existing and fucking Ray J. And having it go all over the internet. And then marrying Kanye. Kanye. Well, you know, everybody makes mistakes. And... (laughs) I hate Kanye West, that son of a bitch. Anyway, but no, she was able to poke fun at herself, and I think that's missing in society. People like me, people like you, Herm on occasion, my favorite kind of humor is self-deprecating humor. If you can fuck with yourself, you're okay. And that's how it should be. If you can't poke fun at yourself, you, 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 you really shouldn't have that voice and say oh i find this offensive or oh, I, right. find, I find that offensive because those are i'm no, i'm nobody's doctor but those are signs of sociopath and uh, narcissism and, I, uh, I am who i am and and you must accept this the fuck i do and an article i read uh th- today before show was that um the cast loved having her she was very accommodating and she was like i'll do whatever you want now flashback to when paris hilton um I'm pretty sure she told Ray J that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very flexible. That's what Ray J said. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to like when Paris Hilton um, hosted many, many years ago, everybody who I've ever heard interviewed from that cast in that era said she was vapid, uncooperative, and very just, just not, not, cooperative and and it, it just goes to show that uh, again somebody who's famous for doing nothing can poke them poke fun at themselves and not take themselves too seriously and come across as holy shit and at the same time show their worth exactly <laughs> the ever popular covid i don't know where you want to go with this so um you may as well lead the charge are we recording
We are. Oh, wow. <laughs> you can cut this out in post. Or leave it. Fuck it. We make mistakes and we say stupid shit. You'll have to excuse me. I got a crick in my neck from my last uh, weightlifting competition. God damn. Clean and jerk. The red light is on. The 181 clean and jerk. (laughs) 181 kilograms. Kilogram. Let's not forget, that is is my expertise. That's my section. That's that's my division. So I'm going to start with COVID. Um, Looking at with this new variant and the new the new booster vaccine and it, it they're they they're actually implementing and putting people on the list to you know prioritizing who gets what on that um i think it's a good thing but i also think that as we had discussed for weeks for weeks and weeks and weeks <laughs> that where was this with SARS? Where was this with bird flu? Where was this with H1N1? H1N1 um, X amount of years ago. <clears throat> we we were inundated by the press and by the media and by politicians that you have to mask up. You have to do this in order to function in society. It, it, it's, no, it, it's just... It's, contagious as the other viruses i just discussed Mm -hmm. and a lot of the measures that they take for quote-unquote slowing the spread they work in a small way but it's an airborne virus you can be in your house downstairs i bet if you've ever seen his downstairs beautiful paint job is excellent whoever you hired to do that is fantastic by the way i want him i want him to work for me oh oh, yeah yeah. i'll I'll give him your Give so your you're sitting in you're sitting <laughs> on your couch, you're reading a book. Windows are open, it's a gorgeous day. Now, the neighbor, not quite close, but close enough, also doing the same thing. Windows open, sitting reading a book. Doesn't know he's carrying the vid. He sneezes. A sneeze travels at about 187 miles per hour. It's now in the air. It's an airborne virus. But you live far enough apart. But when Chris gets his shoes on, walks to the end of the driveway, opens his mailbox, gets his mail, he is in direct path of the sneeze. And, you know, well, people are going to say, well, it's just spittle and this and that and that. That's not how a virus travels. It's an airborne virus. Yes, the spittle only goes so far, but the particles get in the air. Some get carried away. There he is getting his, you know, monthly magazine in the mail with the brown paper wrap on it. And you got the vid. You breathed it in. You now have the vid. You can do you can do that walking through the parking lot at the Stop and Shop. You can walk in your local park on a trail. The vid is in the air. The, the, remember, fifteen days to slow the spread. Yeah. As we record right here on October 11, this teaser episode for you, I'm going to get you some information. March 15, 2020. Put that in the Google machine. So I want to welcome you guys. Where is it? Got to hit that little button right there. So I want to welcome you guys to one year, six months, 26 days to slow the curve. Right. 500 and I'm guessing 550 some days. I'm going to get that math done right now. But think about that. 15 days to plank the curve. I'm going to get the information. Boom. There it is. I'm sorry. I was wrong. 575 days. To flatten the curve. The curve's not getting flattened. 
It's bullshit at this point. COVID is real. I'm not a denier. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm vaccinated myself. So am I. But there are people like my good friend Terry, who is unfortunately hospitalized right now because each one of us has a different immune system and it gets targeted and attacked in a different way by the virus. For some people, it's a strong cold. You get over it a couple, three days. You still got to do the quarantine. Bullshit. But there she is. Unfortunately, in a hospital, and day, my, my thoughts 11. and prayers go out to her. Day eleven of her, yep. of her you know, plight right now, but her immune system is different than yours or mine or any of you listening. It hits us differently. So all this bullshit about it's killing bi- millions of people. Well, so does obesity. When do we take down Wendy's? So does heart disease. So does yeah, so does McDonald's. drunk driving. Yeah. yeah. So does Marlboro cigarettes. So does this little can I put, much like your little yeah. can right there. Yeah, put in our mouths every day. And, you know, we, you become a, with stuff we voluntarily put in our system, like tobacco, mm-hmm. alcohol, um, whatever, overeat. Or just eating unhealthy. And I, I learned how to eat healthy after my surgery mm-hmm. in 2016. I lost a ton of weight. That was due, but mostly due to radiation treatment. <laughs> so you guys know, Chris Lynch is a brain cancer survivor. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. And um, there's not a day that goes by that I'm not thankful that you got to hit the gong. Yeah, and it was, <laughs> and it was an amazing day. Um, one other point I just want to quickly hit is the way our state is handling where you have to wear a mask and where you don't have to wear a mask. Our, our genius governor... Oh, Christ. Mr. Lamont is leaving it up to the municipalities to make the decision based upon the outbreak spread. I don't mind that. <laughs> I All right. Counterpoint to that is, like, a, again, a conversation we had weeks and weeks ago. <clears throat> if I go to Salem, I need a mask. I go to Colchester, I don't need a mask. I go to Norwich, I need a mask. I go to New London, who the hell knows? Yeah, because it, it's all individualized. And they don't, and, and the signage still is very incomplete. They have the original signage up that says, or the, the third set of signage up that says, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't need a mask. But you walk into the, into the building, you get told, oh, you got to leave. Right. Now, that doesn't bother me so much. The mask... It sucks, but the mask doesn't bother me. What bothers me is the implementation in certain places and the fantastic uh, Xfinity Theater right up here in Hartford starting a week ago now wants you to show your Vax card before you come in to a concert. If that is going on, when KISS reschedules their show from the hurricane, they were supposed to go on August 22nd. I'm supposed to go to this show. It gets canceled. No problem. A week later, the story comes out. They're going to ask for your vax card going in. Fuck you. No. My medical history is none of your business. If you ask me privately sitting here, or if Herm asks me privately, hey, man, you don't have dick cancer, do you? (laughs) Hey, man, you know, you don't have flaming anus, do you? Friend, you can ask me that question. I've known him 30 plus years. I've known you 20 plus years. Those are questions you can ask me. A private business has no fucking right that I'm coming to patronize to have me give them my medical history. And if this continues, 
medical history. They legally have every right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm on. I'm not. I'm just. I'm. I'm playing devil's advocate on this one. I'm playing devil's advocate on this one. They have the right legally to ask you to provide it, and if you choose not to, that's your decision. <clears throat> They're a venue. They're a business. They're allowed to make just about any rule they want. I will go in with a mask. I have no problem. <clears throat> I will rock out with my cock out and my mask on. What I will not do is show my private medical history. And if this does go on and KISS reschedules and we're doing this show and I may just give away KISS tickets here on the show. All right. So what's... what? We're going to turn the mic off. Go ahead. It's probably what's, easier. Why is... Why is showing whether you have a vaccination or not... What right is it to private? If I'm going to what liberty is it? Is it? If I'm going to a medical facility to visit a friend, much like I would if Terry could have visitors, um, our old friend Mort Krieger, I'm going to visit in a few days. Uh He's in a medical facility. He's of low immune. He's 86 fucking years old. He's in this place and he doesn't need to get sick. I don't mind showing my vaccination card because I'm walking into a place that is supposed to be... Well, it's full of sick people. Thank you. It's full of sick people. But, again, if a kid... You know, I don't don't know what they... So why is it wrong that the venue doesn't want to have a venue full of possibly sick people? Then don't run the fucking show. Well, that's my whole point, Mike, is that it's, it's one or the other. Either wear a mask... No shirt, no shoes, no service. You don't piss and moan because you can't go in without your shoes, do you? That's no. Why, that's why I go in pantsless. They make the rule. There's it. And, and, and any private business has the right to say, no, I'm sorry, you can't come in. I say to an extent. I say, and, and the reason I say that is because this goes back to... We reserve the right to refuse That is fine. To anybody. That is wonderful if I'm showing signs. If I come to the front of that thing with my ticket, and I'm coughing and hacking, <clears throat> I got a snot fountain running. That's cool. Well, that tell the, me no. But is what? that the is that the only way that you can be positive? Well, is no, that the, the only, that's that that's no. My, that's my point. Is you can be asymptomatic and not show any symptoms and still have the COVID. But again, this goes back to this this san, this whole new everything so sanitized and whatever. When did we work? Going back to your original point. When in human history have you worried about this before? Spanish flu killed what? Two million people? Uh, at least. Were we wearing masks? No. No. And I'm not saying that that's well, you have, it's well, a good thing that all these people died. No, it's tragic. Anybody who dies, unless you're a pedophile, it's tragic. <laughs> but, again, they didn't require everybody to walk around like, you know, the Jewish folk in with Germany star. with yeah. the star on. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I agree with that point to an extent. Um, I'm going to do whatever township tells me I have to do. If I, if I want to spend my money somewhere, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to inconvenience them. I'm not going to be a dick about it. I'm not going to be, you know, combative about it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to comply because I'm there for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're providing a service for me. And if they say I can't. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to. Right. And to, to Mike's point about, you know, Hey, we have the right to refuse service, all this stuff. You're absolutely right. And I have the right to tell you to go fuck off. I'm not coming. If I want to go to the grocery and they ask me to wear a mask, I'm going to wear the mask. If I go to the post office, they ask me to wear the mask, I'm going to wear the mask. Why? Cause these are privately private businesses. The minute any one of them asks me for my health history, fuck you. I, 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 I understand your point And, 
you know, it's none of their business, honestly. Um, they're not going to ask you if measles, bump, rubella, or if you have polio or whatever vaccine. And we can't, we, we, we can't enroll our children in school without the basics. True. So, I mean, it, it's getting to the point where we're, we're really, um, I don't know, we're, 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 I don't want to say overstepping bounds, but we're asking too much. I agree. And that's something that we're definitely going to cover in the weeks and months to come, along with anything else. Um, Lynch is going to set up the email sometime soon. We'll have an email when the first episode drops, so you can send us show ideas, criticisms, comments. Uh, you want to send us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever Herm drops this, please do so. Eventually, we're going to set up a Patreon we're going to have a lot of fun, and we want this to be completely interactive with you, the people. And we're going to, we're, it's going to be a slow burn, slow roll to get to where we're, we perfect the show that we want to produce. Mm-hmm. And the Facebook group will be set up before you know it. So by the first episode, the official episode recording on October 25th, dropping on October 27th, by the time you hear episode one, all of that will be set up. Yep. I'm um, working on the email actually probably this weekend. All right. So for Chris Lynch, for Big Herm, my name is Chris Burns, and we will see you for episode one, October 27th, 